Welcome back to the Unashamed Truth Podcast, where we aim to help you understand and embrace God-centered theology. Jesus knows the heart. Regardless of what we may say or do on the outside, Jesus knows the true intentions of our heart. During his earthly ministry, masses of people followed Christ for what he could physically do for them. But when things got tough, they turned away. There are many false disciples, disciples that have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. On today's podcast, Grant takes us to the Gospel of John and gives us some insight into the characteristics of a false disciple. Let's listen to Grant as he opens the Word of God for us. The theme of John chapter 6 is the false disciple. That's that's what Jesus is dealing with in John 6. And it begins with two remarkable miracles. Obviously, every miracle is remarkable, but these are especially noteworthy. Uh, The first one is that Jesus feeds 5,000 people. That's 5,000 men. There were probably many more than that. There were probably 15 to 20,000 people total with five loaves and two fish. And then he comes to the disciples later that evening walking on water. And they go across the, the Sea of Galilee towards Capernaum. And the disciples follow him from where he fed the 5,000 all the way over to Capernaum. And Jesus, this is fascinating, verse 26, he confronts them. He confronts the false disciples. And and look what he says. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. He's saying, you're actually not interested in me as a Savior, as a Messiah. You're interested because you got a free lunch. That's what you're after. You're you're after me for a a very temporal reason. Verse 29, he says, this is what you should be doing. He says, you should believe in him whom he has sent, whom God has sent. You should believe in me. And what Jesus does really for the next 25 verses is unpack what that means. And he's going to explain that his body is going to be given, that that he will be crucified and that his flesh is is true food and his blood is true drink and that we must appropriate that for ourselves. That it's not enough just to think that Jesus is a great person, but we must come to him as our savior and we must trust in his death for sinners, his blood poured out for us. He says, you have to drink my blood. He means by that we have to, we have to come to him and, and appropriate what he's done Well, if you look at verse 60, he says, John records, he says, when many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying, who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, do you take offense at this? If you skip down to verse 64, he says, There are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. Who's he talking about? Judas. Judas. 
and these other false disciples. Think about this. Judas followed Jesus for how long? Three years. Saw every miracle. Heard all the teaching. Saw the compassion of our Lord. And and our Lord says, but I know your heart. I know that you will betray me. And he's saying to these, all these people, he's saying, I know you. And he's saying, I know that you really do not believe in me. This is Jesus' supernatural prerogative to read the heart. He knows their hearts. Verse 65, he says, and this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. And verse 66, it says, after this, look at this, many, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. That word many is the Greek word poloi. Have you ever heard that phrase, the hoi poloi, the the general masses? That's what it's from. It's many. It's a lot of people. A whole lot of people. And notice how they're described. His disciples. These weren't just the general masses. These were the, the, the men and women that were following him. And it says many of them turned away. This is the false disciple. We've actually seen this earlier. If you turn over to the left, just a couple pages to John chapter 2. This is Jesus' first Passover. And while Jesus was in Jerusalem, he was working all sorts of miracles. And it says in verse 23 of John 2, now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many, notice that same word, poloi, many, believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. So many believed. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. In other words, Jesus knew their heart. Now, the word that's used for belief is just the regular word for faith. It's the Greek word pistuo. What's interesting here, that word that's translated entrusted, it's the same Greek word, pistuo. John's saying many believed in Jesus with some type of faith. It, it was some, some type of belief But Jesus did not believe in them. Jesus did not entrust himself to them because he knew what was in their heart. It wasn't true faith. It was just an intellectual exercise for them. They believed in the miracle. They didn't believe in him as Savior. One other Example of this I want to show you. I want you to keep turning to the left all the way to Matthew chapter 7. Beginning in verse 13. And I want you to notice how Jesus 
keeps using this word many. Poloi. Jesus says, enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are what? Many. Many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Now, skip down to verse 21. He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. There's a distinction. There's a dividing line. And this dividing line is amongst the religious people. I want you to hear that. This dividing line isn't just between uh, the Jew out there who's not following Jesus. This dividing line is between the disciples of Jesus. This is a dividing line between professing believers. And what Jesus is saying is, is that there's two types of faith. There's an, a type of faith that's intellectual, and there's a type of faith that actually saves. And that faith manifests itself through obedience. That's what Jesus says. He says, the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. That's the one who's saved. That's the one who really believes Verse 22, he says, on that day, that's the judgment day, many will say to me, there it is again, many, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Do you hear the surprise in their voice? This is unexpected. Lord, Lord. Didn't you see what I did? I did prophecies. I did did miracles. I, I fed the homeless. I was a deacon in the church. I was a pastor. I was a Bible study leader. Didn't you see what I did? And Jesus says, I will say, depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. You never actually believed in me. Depart from me, he says, verse 25, you workers of lawlessness. Here's my concern in in reading John chapter 6. I've been studying John chapter 6, and we are going to get into the the nitty-gritty of John 6 soon. But here's my concern just in thinking about John 6, is that I think that there are many, many people in the church today who aren't really followers of Christ, who aren't genuine converted disciples, who don't have saving faith. The American church has been quick to say that any type of decision that's made or any type of prayer, 
qualifies as saving faith. But listen, the Bible never says that walking an aisle saves you. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that saying the sinner's prayer with someone else saves you. What does the Bible say saves? Faith. Faith. I can coax somebody to say a sinner's prayer. I can. I can coax somebody to walk an aisle. I can. I can't make someone believe in their heart that Jesus is Lord. It's faith in Christ and faith alone that saves. Jesus knows your heart. Many believe in Jesus as a miracle worker or what he can do for them, but they do not believe in Christ as their savior. This is the vital juncture of faith. You must believe in Christ as your savior and Lord in order to be saved. If you do not, you may be a false disciple. Thank you for joining us today for the Unashamed Truth Podcast with Grant Castleberry. Grant is the senior pastor of Capital Community Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Find out more about Unashamed Truth by visiting our website, unashamedtruth.org. We are seeking to expand this ministry to radio markets and media platforms that will make the truth of God-centered Christianity even more accessible. If you have benefited from this broadcast, would you prayerfully consider giving to support the advance of the message? In order to give, please visit our website, unashamedtruth.org. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you will never miss an episode. Until next time, it is our prayer that you continue in your journey to understand and embrace God-centered theology.